Welcome to the Fear Boss Show, a show created to help you become the bravest, boldest, and most badass version of yourself yet. Now, this show is allergic to basic. It's a show that loves real talk. It's a show that will help you slay self-doubt, and it's a show designed to help you check yourself before you wreck yourself. I'm your host, Judy Holler, best-selling author, keynote speaker, improv theater junkie, and a hip-hop-loving entrepreneur. It's kind of like this. If Amy Poehler and Dr. Dre had a baby, uh, that would basically be me. I am obsessed with helping you smash comfort zones and experiment with your fears so you can get more freedom in your life personally and professionally. This podcast is going to help you do just that. So, are you ready? Let's get this fear party started. You are listening to The Fear Boss Show, episode 12. This episode may contain adult content and language, so please take care while listening. Welcome back to The Fear Boss Show, a show obsessed with helping you smash comfort zones and experiment with your fears so you can live a braver life. And boy, do we need a big old hit of courage and an even bigger hit of positivity right now, y'all. I just got off the road because I have no choice. For those of you who don't know, I work primarily as a keynote speaker. So with everything going on, I am off the road and I'm back home in Ohio recording this episode in the middle of what is being called the coronavirus pandemic. And it feels crazy to even say that to you. My my keynote for, for next week canceled and has already rescheduled for September, which is amazing. So I'm feeling really grateful for that. And I've actually had, which we'll talk about in just a minute, a bizarrely light April, like bizarrely light. And it's been in my head and it's caused me a lot of self-doubt and anxiety. And it's now turned out to be this incredible blessing. And this means that I haven't had too much, too much, (laughs) some disruption, but not tons yet. And I know a lot of you out there have a lot of disruption and there's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of overwhelm and a lot of anxiety and a lot of fear and a lot of stress. So we are going to have a conversation about that. Because here's the deal, like you, yeah, I'm uncomfortable too. And honestly, my anxiety was totally chilling. It was in a really good place. And now it's like my anxiety has slammed a case of Red Bull. And you know me, I love to put a song to how I'm feeling. And this is kind of the vibe right now for me. Anybody know this one? Ooh, okay, yeah, a little Ozzy Osbourne. I'll let it ride for a minute. This is how I'm feeling in my head right now, because I'm on the crazy train. (laughs) All aboard, right? The crazy train. It is crazy out there right now. And uh, I'm a bit on edge, and I can imagine you are too. Yes, I am feeling overwhelmed right now by all of these unwanted changes. And yes, I am frustrated because things I have been working my tail off on have to be stalled. And yes, I'm annoyed because I just want to speak and travel and, and do this work that I love so much. And yes, I want to get back to normal life just like you. 
Fear Boss, I truly believe to the core of my bones that everything is going to be just fine. I am honestly not worried about the virus. I'm worried about the panic and the hysteria and the fear that is being spread more than I'm worried about the virus. And here's the deal. It's going to be fine because it always is. There is so much fear and anxiety and stress floating around in the world right now, and Lord knows you don't need any more of that. So that's why I decided to make this episode a mini pep talk, if you will, to help you move through these scary, ambiguous, and frustrating times like a real fear boss. I want you to come out on the other side of all of this uncertainty better stronger, faster, and smarter. I want you to have a plan. I want you to have some positivity and tons of excitement. Yeah, I said it. Excitement for what's on the other side of this moment in time. Because that's all it is, a moment in time, a moment in our lives, a chapter in our story. Y'all, this is not the whole book. As long as as you don't let it become the whole book. (laughs) This isn't our whole lives. It's just a moment. And like you always do, you will get through it. We will get through it. So this episode is going to be a quick hit of love and positivity and encouragement if you are struggling right now with some fear and anxiety and stress in these uncertain times because we all are and I'm in it with you. But I refuse, I refuse to let fear call the shots in my life, period. Nope, no way, not gonna happen because I'm a fear boss and so are you. And this means that we respect our fear and that we make Make smart decisions, but we do not let panic and hysteria and fear call the shots in our lives. We take a deep breath. We slow down so we can get a better view and we decide to only see things in our lives through the lens of possibility and positivity. And that, fear boss, is how you're going to get through of all of this. If you make the choice to take a deep breath, trust the process, and keep moving forward, you are going to be okay. I wrote about this idea in my book that you can either be a victim or you could be a badass. The choice is always yours. And I can tell you right now that a fear boss always chooses badass. Even if she's scared, even if he is uncertain, a fear boss presses forward with faith and focus and courage. Now, listen, as someone who struggles uh, with a diagnosed anxiety disorder and a panic disorder, I always take my mental health very seriously. But right now I am taking my mental health to fear boot camp. And I wanted to share some of the things that are really helping me right now. Check myself before I wreck myself. Yeah, you heard me right. I said, check yourself before you wreck yourself. And that calls for one song and one song only. If you are not in your car or in your bathroom or wherever you listen to podcasts, shaking your booty right now, I hope that put a smile on your face because that's right. Ice Cube dropped some lyrical bombs and is really speaking the truth when he says that. You know, you've got to check yourself before you wreck yourself because the only person who can wreck yourself is you, right? So let's break this down. There are some things that I'm doing right now that are really helping me stay mentally strong and positive in this uncertain time, and I'm going to share them with you. Let's go. 
Number one, I want to give you the permission. I want to empower you to feel any way you want right now. And this is really inspired uh, by a post I saw on Elizabeth Gilbert's Instagram page, and I'll link up to it in the show notes. But she wrote this. She said, overacting about people who are overacting is just another form of overacting. And I loved that so much. She says this, let's not judge people too fiercely for how they are reacting to this situation. I don't have all the answers and I can't see into the future no more than anyone else can. But I do know that when I add my condemnation to the conversation, it just ratchets up the hysteria in a different way. And most of all, it's not kind. If you believe that somebody is overreacting, just try to remember that another word for overreaction is fear. The other thing that I'm thinking a lot about right now is this idea that fear is more contagious than any virus, so don't feed into it. I am trying to stay calm, right? You're going to want to take precautions, of course, and be smart, but live your life and spread joy, not fear. Be the light. Be the calm. Be the love we all need. Remember, there is only love or fear. And a fear boss always chooses love, even if it's hard. And even if we can't see the way and we trust that the path will always be revealed because it always is. So be careful of what you're DJing out. Be careful of how you speak. Be careful about what you post. Fear is just as contagious as joy is. And right now, we need to be spreading more joy. So I'm really, really focusing on that. Another thing that's helping me right now is auditing what I consume like big time, which means I'm not. I'm not. I'm staying informed, but I'm not being manic about it. I am being informed, but not dipping into this nasty space of overwhelmed by everything that's going on. Listen, I'm home. I'm off the road because I have no choice. So I'm taking care of my health and I'm not feeding into the bullshit. And in the Fear Boss group that we have online, by the way, uh, it's become this really positive place. If you're not a part of our Fear Boss fam on the Facebook, I'll link up to it in the show notes, but I'm really leaning into my positive social groups right now that are spreading joy and positivity and support because it is like a perfect support group right now because when you're landlocked and can't travel, it's nice to have an online community where you can connect with other like-minded people so you feel less alone. I'll link up to our Fear Boss family group page in the show notes, like I said, so you can join us. But yeah, be leaning into those groups and those social circles that are really positive online right now. It's funny. I have this like love-hate relationship with social media, right? Sometimes it could be really overwhelming and really stressful and there's so much in your face all the time and it can feel really fucking overwhelming. But then there are times like right now that I am leaning into my groups and my friends and having so many virtual conversations that are really taking me out of panic and anxiety and into positivity and productivity and encouragement. So lean on those productive groups that you have socially right now. It can really help 
help you get out of anxiety and into action. Because if you have anxiety, the news will only make it worse. So I've hidden most of the accounts I follow posting negative news content or negative opinions or fear-based content. And I have my TV on the Netflix. We're watching a lot of comedy specials and I'm finishing up Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and we're watching movies. And oh, guess what? I'm writing and reading a lot of fiction and creating and walking and sitting outside. I'm I'm lighting candles and using oils and calling people I love and FaceTiming my besties and FaceTiming my nieces and nephews. And I'm doing this uh, to get out of fear and into positivity and into love. And honestly, a few times a day, you know, anytime I catch myself just sort of closing my eyes, wanting to take a deep breath, I am whispering the mantra on repeat. This too shall pass. This too shall pass. This too shall pass. I'm also whispering the mantra that I am safe. I am safe to relax and receive. Everything is in motion and just as it should be. You are safe to relax and receive. Everything is just as it should be. And your life is unfolding exactly as it's destined to, because it always, always does. Another thing that's helping me too is this idea that the most important economy you should be worried about is the economy between your two ears. I love this so much. I heard Simon Bailey say this from the keynote stage last week. I'll link up to Simon Bailey in the show notes. Uh, But here's the deal. The most important economy, especially if you have an anxiety disorder, struggle with any mental illness or depression or anything like that, the most important real estate you got in your own body is the economy, the real estate in between those two beautiful ears of yours. And that is your head, your mental wellness, right? And your ability to only see the world through possibility and positivity. So I have this Buddhist proverb uh, that is one of my favorite anxiety-reducing stories, and I want to share it with you. It really leans into this idea that we never really know what's good or what's bad. And once I learned this uh, Buddhist principle, this Buddhist proverb from Amanda on my team, it has literally changed the outlook I have on the things that stress me out and the things that don't. And specifically, as we set attachments to things that are happening in our lives, and we try to make these big meanings out of all of this crazy you know, shit that happens to us, I think we got to take ourselves back a little bit. And this Buddhist proverb is a really beautiful story that will help you, Ice Cube, check yourself before you wreck yourself. So let me share it with you. I will link up, by the way, to this proverb in the show notes so you can uh, learn more about it and uh, study it for yourself. But in a nutshell, here's how it goes down. There was a farmer out plowing his land and a horse shows up out of the blue, out of nowhere. And the neighbor, his neighbor, runs over to him and says, oh my God, to the farmer, you know, how fortunate are you? How how blessed you are that this horse just sort of showed up on your farm out of nowhere. And the farmer goes, huh, who knows? Who knows what is good or what is bad? So there the horse was, totally chilling out in its corral, doing its thing, and a few weeks go by, and then all of a sudden, the horse is gone. It's like it's disappeared, and the neighbor runs back over to the farmer and says to the farmer, oh my God, how unfortunate, your horse, it's gone, it's gone, oh my gosh, how unfortunate, and the farmer goes, who knows what is good and what is bad? 
Then all of a sudden, a few weeks later, the horse comes back with four additional horses and the neighbor runs over to the farmer and says, oh my gosh, you are so fortunate. The horse is back and it's not just back, but it's brought four horses with it. Oh my goodness, you are so fortunate. And the farmer goes, who knows what is good and what is bad? So a few days later, the farmer's son is out breaking in one of the horses and riding it around. And as the son is doing this, he falls off the horse and breaks his leg. And of course, the neighbor runs back over to the farmer and says, oh my goodness, how unfortunate that your son has fallen off his horse and and broken his leg. How's he going to help you, man? The farm, oh my goodness, how unfortunate. And the farmer immediately responds, who knows what is good or what is bad? Then the next day, the army comes and it is corralling all of the children in the area and the young men in the area to get them to join the army to go off to war. But they can't take the farmer's son because the farmer's son has broken his leg. And the neighbor runs over to the farmer and he says, how fortunate for you that your son had a broken leg because he didn't have to go to war and my son is now gone. And how fortunate that your son had a had a broken leg and, and didn't have to go away. And then he pauses and he says, but then again, who knows what is good or what is bad? So this is called the parable of the horse and the lesson. The lesson in this parable is that you have to be careful about assigning meaning to anything and to things, specifically as events unfold in your life. The reality is that things just happen and we have to make the best of what shows up. And the mistake we make is that we assign meaning to these things that are happening in our life. So going back to me in April. I was so upset and stressed out that I hadn't booked a lot of keynotes in April. And it was really disturbing me and stressing me out and making me think that, you know, I wasn't good enough and that everything was over. And, you know, the things we do to ourselves, right? When really in reality, this This fact that I have a light April has become the biggest blessing right now with what what is going on in the world. So what is good and what is bad, we don't know. And I was assigning all of this meaning to something that was just happening. And at the time, I didn't know what was good or what was bad. And so it's all about taking a deep breath. And it doesn't mean that we can't have emotion. I think a lot of people hear this Buddhist principle and this proverb and go, well, this farmer has no emotion. He's not excited about things. And I don't see it that way. I see the farmer being excited when the horse shows up. And I see uh, the farmer being really sad when he loses his horse. And I see the uh, the farmer celebrating when the horse shows back up with four more horses. And I see the farmer having a heartbreak when his son, when his son breaks his leg. And I see the farmer rejoicing when his son is not taken off to war. So it's not about not having emotion. It's really about being aware that our suffering begins when we start attaching too much meaning to the shit that is happening in our lives. So this parable, and I'll link up to it in the show notes, has really been helping me stay calm and trusting that what's meant to be will be and just trying to make the best of things when they show up because we don't know what is good or what is bad. 
Another thing I'm doing is that I'm also microdosing hardcore for anxiety. This is critical. So this means microdosing, taking things small, small, small chunks. So I'm focused on today and what I can control in this moment. Right now, I'm sitting in my closet recording a podcast and I can control that. Okay. And when I get done with this, I'll leave here and probably go to the grocery store. Okay. Focusing on one thing at a time. Now, this doesn't mean that I'm not doing things that will set me up for success in the future uh, and that I have haven't been doing that, but it means that I'm taking it one day at a time. So I listened to a keynote speaker earlier this week. Uh, I was on the road this week. I got back from Denver. I was at a really beautiful conference uh, in Denver, and one of the closing keynote speakers was a guy named Vin Jang, and I will link to him in the show notes. Oh my God, he's incredible. Oh my God, you got to get this guy to your conference. He's incredible. He is a magician and an illusionist, and don't let that uh, kind of make you judgy here. I mean, it is not cheesy. It is incredible and it's so inspirational. He uses his work on illusion and magic to help you reframe the way you see your life. And he really leans into this idea and a core belief that I have that we must only see our lives through the power of possibility and innovation and positivity. And you can use magic to see things in a different way. So he had us all stand up and do something. And this is going to go back to microdosing and why taking things in small chunks is really helpful specifically in uncertain times and specifically as we move through deep anxiety in our lives. And this is awesome. So he had us all stand up at his keynote and we all paired up with a partner and we stood facing each other and we had about 20, 30 seconds to really look at each other. Okay. We were just looking at each other and we didn't know what we were going to be doing, but we were supposed to just look at each other and take it all in. And then he says, okay, turn around. And we had to stand uh, with our backs to our partner. And he says, okay, I want you to change. 33 things, 33 things about your appearance now, and then turn back around and figure out what changed. And everybody in the room just kind of stood frozen. Like we didn't know what to do. And I was like, you know, I could feel the panic kind of bubbling up. I'm like, how am I going to change 33 things? And I was so overwhelmed that I was frozen. I did nothing. And everybody else, all 850 people in the room did nothing. It was too much. It was overwhelmed. And it was what froze us into in action. So we did it again. He said, okay, let's do this with your same partner. Take another good look at each other. And we did it. And he goes, turn around and put your backs to each other. He goes, now I want you to change one thing about your appearance. Okay. We changed one thing. I took out an earring. My partner removed like a bracelet and we turned around and look at each other. And we had to decide what the thing was that was changed about each other. And we were all loving it. Right. And we were laughing and everybody had figured it out. Right. And then he says, okay, do it again. We turn back around and we have to remove another thing. And I removed like my lanyard and my partner removed like an earring. And we turned back around and we're like, okay. And reassessed what, what the other had taken off. And we did it again. And then he stopped us. He goes, I could have had you do that. 33 times, once at a time, and you would have figured it out. But when I tell you to go do 33 things, you freeze with an inaction because it's way too overwhelming and it's not realistic. So the whole moral of the story is that when you take things into these small bite-sized chunks, it feels possible. It feels like it can be done. But when we 
go really big and we focus on, oh my God, 10 years from now, five years from now, and all of the things that make us feel overwhelmed and anxious and out of control, we just freeze with an act in action and nothing gets done. So I loved this beautiful exercise that an illusionist used to teach us that we always have control and that if we really begin to take things in small chunks and focus on what's right in front of us right now, one day, one minute, one hour at a time, we can move through anything anxious going on, move through anything that feels overwhelming and most certainly move through anything that feels uncertain and we get right into action, we get right into positivity and this is a huge hit of confidence that will help you keep going. So I thought I'd share that story because it was really a big shift for me. And certainly if you're struggling with anxiety, microdose, go small. We can't change 33 things. 33 things feels overwhelming. But if he would have kept doing that with us one at a time, I can tell you I would have found 33 things to change, right? So microdose, go small. Another thing I love is that we also have some forced white space right now. We never slow down. I am guilty as charged. So I love that I get this time in my home, in my office, to really take a look at things in my business and for myself to reevaluate, to rest, to audit, to plan, and to pivot. I was on the phone with my best friend yesterday and we were talking about, you know, whatever you believe in, God, the universe, uh, pick your pleasure. But we were talking about, you know, is this God's way? Is this the universe's way of sort of sort of forcing a detox, forcing a slowdown, forcing white space? I think we get so caught up in, in stuff that doesn't matter. We have so many things and we are so focused on likes and followers and you know, does that really matter in the long run? And is this forced white space going to end up becoming a beautiful pause button that so many of us needed? And it's also leaning into an idea I talked about earlier in this podcast that, you know, it's really turning up the volume for me on the positive communities that I do have online because now we really can't see a lot of other people. And so are you staying connected to the positive places online and in the social world that are, are fueling your fire instead of fueling fear, right? But um, is this sort of the universe's way of forcing us to take a good look at ourselves? I also write about this idea in my book called Plot Twists. And in the improv theater, we love a plot twist. The improv theater is all about plot twists. So I write in my book on page 156 this. I say the improvisational mindset is one of discovery and it can help you stay focused. Remember, when we're focused, fear boss, this is why going small and microdosing all of this stuff, taking it one day at a time helps with anxiety and all this stuff because fear hates when we're focused. So the improvisational mindset is one of discovery and it can help you stay focused. Using this perspective, you stay curious and in forward motion. In improv, it's not about the best thing. It's about the next thing. Momentum is everything and contribution is king. Additionally, improvisers are able to quickly switch their lens and see circumstances in different ways. Improvisers don't see obstacles. We see opportunities. Improvisers don't see change as an interruption, but as an exciting introduction to what's next. This mindset could empower you when you see change and disruption as an exciting plot twist. 
Instead of something scary and unknown, you step into your power and open the door to staying relevant and focused because you have faith that change is fuel and not something to fear. So this is why I started this podcast with this whole idea that this is exciting to me right now. This is exciting. Is it uncomfortable? Yes. But it's also exciting because this means it's time to open the door of possibility and innovation. And who will you become on the other side of this disruption? Because you will be different. Again, you could be a victim or you can be a badass. The choice is yours. So last but not least, we have certainly entered the discomfort zone. So essentially, Fear Boss, and this is helping me a lot right now, we are all in the middle of a big old juicy fear experiment right now. Now, if you don't know what fear experiments are, go listen to episode 10 of the podcast. It's like 12 minutes long, and I break down fear experiments and what that means because it's the root of all the work I'm doing on fear, and it's really one of the cornerstones of what a fear boss believes, and it's how we get braver. So we are in the middle of a big old juicy fear experiment right now. So use this to your advantage because you're already uncomfortable because this is uncomfortable. So how can you use this opportunity to open new doors, to solve new problems, to create new things, to reevaluate your priorities, to reconnect with your family, your spouse, your kids, and to really reconnect with what really freaking matters. So Fear Boss, I hope some of these ideas and stories and mindset shifts empower and encourage you to take a deep breath right now. One of the meditations I've been doing lately is this, and you can do it with me if you want right now, if you're driving or do it later if you're not. But even if you're driving with your eyes open, just do this with me. Take in a deep breath right now and just say to yourself, confidence, right? Breathe in confidence and breathe out self-doubt and fear and hysteria. Breathe in positivity and trust and confidence and breathe out self-doubt and fear and panic and hysteria. Remember, We don't know what's good or bad. We don't know. But what I do know is that you will be okay and you will be stronger and braver and better on the other side of this. Panic and fear and hysteria is a choice, but so is love and joy and possibility and positivity. So choose wisely, fear boss. Talk to me. I'd love to hear from you. What are you doing right now to stay calm? How are you managing your anxiety right now? Send me a DM. Screenshot this episode so I know that you're listening and tell me what you're doing right now to get through all of this uncertainty. I want to hear from you. And of course, as always, if you dug this episode, Fear Boss, don't forget to throw your love my way in the reviews. Oh, and if you're feeling a little extra generous today, uh, Share it with your friends. Pass this episode on, especially if someone you love needs a pep talk right now, too. Also, if you haven't yet read or listened to my book, maybe now is the perfect time. I have a feeling you might have some free time on your hands. My book is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Audible, all the things, and I'll link up in the show notes, or you can simply Google my name to find out more. As always, thank you for listening, and in the meantime, Fear Boss, stay brave. Stay positive and keep experimenting with your fear. Well, hi there. It's me again. Thank you so much 
for listening. I'm so damn glad you're here. And if you loved this episode, which I hope you did, my hand is on my heart. Please don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. And if you're feeling a little extra boss today, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a review on iTunes so more fear bosses like you can find this podcast. And better yet, share this podcast with the fear boss you love and encourage them to listen. For more on me, my work, and my keynotes, you can visit me at judyholler.com, J-U-D-I-H-O-L-L-E-R.com to learn more. And this is also where you can sign up for my newsletter. It's called The Fear Boss 5, and it comes out every Friday where I share five things I'm loving, learning, and reading. It's one of my favorite things to do. And if you love this podcast, you're going to love the newsletter, and you can sign up right there on my website. My book is available at most of your favorite book retailers, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, airports, all the things. So search me up on Google or type Judy Holler into Amazon and grab your copy. Last but not least, you can always come hang out with me on the social media. Instagram is my favorite place to be. I'm on Instagram at Judy Holler, J-U-D-I-H-O-L-L-E-R. I'm also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash fears, my homeboy, and Twitter as well at Judy Holler. Until next time, Fear Boss, keep experimenting with your fear and stay brave.